coming up, what to do if you or someone you love gets cold feet before the wedding day. Welcome, everybody, to At Home in Jerusalem, the podcast on H.com. I'm Heather Dean, and this is the place where each week a well-known speaker or author drops by for a visit and shares important insights from the Torah that will make home life better. And this week, we're joined by two terrific guests, H.com's very own dating advice columnists, Rosie Einhorn and Sherry Zimmerman, who are speaking with us this week about those well-known fears called pre-wedding jitters. Rosie and Sherry are the co-founders of Sasson Vesimcha, a nonprofit organization that helps Jewish singles everywhere. Sasson Vesimcha's website has a wealth of useful resources and articles and details about their books, and you can check it all out by visiting jewishdatingandmarriage.com. That's jewishdatingandmarriage.com. Welcome, Rosie Einhorn and Sherry Zimmerman to At Home in Jerusalem. Thanks, Heather. Uh, we're very happy to be here. Okay, so, you know, many people call those pre-wedding jitters cold feet, or or just nerves. So in each of your practices, you must hear so much about this. What are your initial thoughts? Hi, Heather. This is Rosie speaking. I'll tell you, um, I have quite a few clients that come to me with what's called pre-wedding jitters. And I really divide it into two. The first is when I really do see a problem and I'm very, very concerned. The second is normal anxiety. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go over normal anxiety first. Normal anxiety is when all of a sudden things begin to bother you after you got engaged. Uh, I can't stand his voice. (laughs) He laughs so strangely. I feel worried all the time. And also focus on the wedding. There's just too many details to take care of. It's too hard. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm scared about moving to a different state. These types of things really are not so concerning. Okay. The types of things that are very concerning are things that are ignored from the dating. For example, a controlling personality, Mm -hmm. somebody who's angry all the time, Mm -hmm. and the young woman or man rationalizes the behavior. Mm -hmm. Constant fighting during the dating process without any resolution, and that is being, um, again, rationalized. Those are the things that concern me a lot. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Well, you mentioned also controlling. So mm-hmm. I read um, from your article, sometimes controlling can be perceived as, oh, well, they must really care about me. That's why they're phoning me every hour to see where I am or whatever it is, right? And they're- they can say jealousy as well. Oh, he must really care about me. He doesn't right. want me to be with friends oh, and he gosh. doesn't want me to be with family mm-hmm. and he just wants me to himself. Yeah. Okay. So what do you tell someone who's suddenly over? overwhelmed by the thought of spending eternity with someone who has a trait that annoys them to no end. Hi, Heather. This is Sherry. Uh, First of all, it's really important for the engaged person to figure out what the source is of their anxiety. If it's the free-floating anxiety about the big step they're taking, about the future that they don't know about, they're worried if they're going to get divorced, they're overwhelmed with wedding plans, um, they're trying to deal with you know too much at the same time, yeah. mm-hmm. they can identify that as really generalized anxiety. Okay. And there is a test that we help them take that we'll talk about in a little while that can help them reassure themselves that they've chosen the right person 
and it will help them calm down. Okay. Um, and they can see that their fear is really about the great unknown. The great unknown. Okay. okay right. uh, on the other hand, if there's something more concrete that they can pinpoint, mm -hmm. it's important for them to be able to figure out what it is. Mm -hmm. In addition to being something they may have overlooked during dating, it may be something that all of a sudden they become aware of mm -hmm. while they're engaged. Right. Sometimes people change. They're really trying to impress and be on their best behavior when they're dating. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. now that they're engaged, mm -hmm. they feel more secure and they mm -hmm. show traits that they'd hidden before. Right. Or you find out new information. And then it's important for the person who's very worried about it to sit and either talk with a mentor, an advisor, or somebody that they trust mm -hmm. to see what's really going on. And sometimes they have to speak with the person they're engaged with to try to resolve a problem that they may be able to work out. Yeah. Other times, it may mean that this really isn't the right person for them. Wow, wow. So that's uh, quite stressful. You know, once the celebration, the engagement party has happened, to sort of backstep and then tell everybody, you know, I've come to this decision that uh, they can't go forward, right? So many times we've had people agonize over the fact that they're afraid to end an engagement. Mm -hmm. They're afraid of disappointing yeah. people. Yeah. But uh, if you really have the right reasons for not going forward, it's mm -hmm. much better to make that choice. And the people who love you and care about you mm -hmm. want you to marry the right person. They don't right. want you just to get married. Right, right, right. So better to, um, in the short term, go through that uncomfortable part of breaking off an engagement rather than the long-term stress of very not good marriage. Okay, so let's talk about this reassurance test that the, that the relationship is right for marriage. We'll get to as many of these points as you can, uh, as we can cover. Um, many of them are listed in your book in in the beginning and uh, there's there's uh, several that are really really great so let's see what we can get to what's what's the first and most important of our reassurance test okay this is Rosie speaking so first of all we tell people common goals and values are you headed in the same direction mm -hmm. do you want the same things out of life now I'll give you an example somebody could say oh I want to marry a doctor well <laughs> let's say the doctor wants to work in Vietnam with poor mm -hmm. people mm -hmm. that's not the kind of doctor that this specific young woman was thinking of. <laughs> or a young man. Or a young man. So that means that common goals and values are not so on target. Okay, right, so you really right. need to speak about these things when you're dating, not mm -hmm. after you're engaged and all of a sudden you realize, wow, we really don't want the same things out of life. Okay, good, good. Okay, so what, what else? What else is part of our reassurance test? Feeling that the other person is a good person who is capable of being a good marriage partner. Mm. You know, if you have concerns about their character, if you have concerns about their um, ability to maintain their equilibrium, mm -hmm. Uh, those are things that you really need to address. Mm -hmm. Many okay. times we've had people who have pre-reading jitters and they realize, yes, this person will be a very good marriage partner. They're, you know, the kind of person that I would want to marry okay. or that so, other people would want to marry. And right. other times they have concerns that the person has some emotional difficulties um, or something that they haven't worked through that might interfere with their ability to be good spouse. Mm -hmm. Got it. Okay. So uh, what else? What's What else is part of the reassurance test? So, of course, there's respect. Mm -hmm. Okay. Sure. It's very important that you each respect each other. 
what we call emotional intimacy, which is really the connection. There are some people that go on a series of first dates and then they get engaged and all of a sudden they realize that the connection is just not there. That really needs to be developed before you get engaged. Don't count on it for after. So you're saying that you need to know that we can rely on each other, right? For emotional It's more than relying. Mm -hmm. It's Mm -hmm. a connection that, let's say you're walking down the street and you see a special mug that the person you're dating would like. You say, oh, he would love that mug or she would love that mug. I'm going to go in and buy it for them. And Mm -hmm. the reason you know that is because you've spent so much time together and you've spent time talking about what you each like and all your hopes and fears Mm -hmm. and you feel connected. It's almost like a best girlfriend if for a girl and a best friend for a man. Mm. A feeling of connection. Mm. A feeling that you get each other, a feeling of more than just friendship. Uh, There's also trust. Mm -hmm. This is all involved in the emotional connection, the emotional intimacy. Now, speaking of trust, you also, um, you had alluded it to before about do my trusted friends and relatives like the person I plan to marry? So this is also a key part of um, knowing if the relationship is right for marriage, because these are people that are not are not going to be part of the domicile, so to speak, but they are your trusted friends and relatives. You know, um, sometimes we get so blinded by excitement or the affection we feel for somebody that we ignore warning signs. Mm -hmm. Um, When you have friends and relatives who've met the person you plan on marrying, and most of them, I have to qualify this, most of them feel it's a good person and it's, uh, you know, and they're comfortable with um, your relationship, that's a good sign. Mm-hmm. You can even have one or two people who don't get along personally with the other person. and that, that, that's, that's to be expected, you know, right? Right, right. And then I, we can't overlook the importance of being attracted to each other. Of course. Right? So that's... Uh, attracted and feel and caring for the other person. Mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. also very important. And mm-hmm. we also feel it's very good to admire traits in the other person. That's mm-hmm. very, very... True. And one more final thing. You accept them as a whole person. You realize Mm -hmm. they're not perfect. You're not perfect. But you can accept them with what we could call flaws or, you know, character traits that maybe aren't exactly what you expected, but you accept them as who they are. Right. Okay. Beautiful. Great insights. I really appreciate that. Obviously, we can't take off everything in the list of who is our dream spouse, but your closing comments are also very critical to have in mind. Um, And folks, I just want to say that if you have questions for Rosie and Sherry, you can send them to datingmaze at age.com. That's their advice column. Again, you can write datingmaze at aish.com. Thanks so much, Rosie and Sherry. Thank you. Thank you. And of course, there are many articles and audio classes in the section all about Jewish marriage on aish.com. It's worth checking out. And thank you so much for listening. Mm-hmm.